Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Kennedy is here right now. That's absolutely right, Brian. Correct. So listen, I could dazzle you with a big three. But I don't need to dazzle you anymore. It's over. We are bedazzled. Right. In our friendship. Right. Is, is bedazzle a description you often use? Not enough. Not enough. Clearly. Okay, clearly. It seems so new. I remember that's like a children's game, right, for like 11-year-olds to do something with their friends before they go to bed in a sleepover. Yeah, it's putting like sparkly stuff on things. Isn't that's it a, bedazzling. Do you put, um, let's say, a diamond or fake diamond fake and a diamond. gun, and you shoot it into the pants or handkerchief? Well, it's, it's not – it's the kind of gun that I would actually trust Alec Baldwin with. <laughs> it can't no. get hurt. can't no. hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't, is anyone trusting Alec Baldwin with anything? They shouldn't. I heard that he yelled at an usher that just asked him the movie was starting. He goes, I can't – I didn't know I can't sit here and talk to my friend. I haven't talked to my friend in a long time. And he started unloading on the yeah, usher. If you'd want to talk to your friend, maybe a – Dark, quiet movie theater isn't the best venue. Right. Read the room, sir. Right. So, again, if he's listening, we're trying to help him. Trying to help him. Meld into society. You know, what? what is wrong with our intervention? Sorry, I thought good friends from Long Island were the, the way of the future, Brian. Right. I am from Long Island. That's absolutely right. We never bonded, me and Alec. That's are a you, shame. Are you surprised? I'm surprised and ashamed for and, him. And ashamed for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about for me? Well, you know, yeah. work in progress, Brian. So uh, last night, the uh, I, I'm loving this week because we finally – and some the Republicans are upset by it. I'm not uh, – I don't think Democrats should revel in it because I think DeSantis and Trump going at it finally officially in. Before, um, before we talk about where it's going, how do you think about how it started? I think DeSantis – and I understand he wanted to fulfill his duties – as governor and keep the promises that he made to not get into any race until the end of the legislative session. But that left him open for so many attacks for so long. So many ads. Unanswered. And, you know, he's got a lot of money behind him and he's got a lot of curious people. But it's very interesting because he's not going to beat. And I was thinking about this this morning. He's not going to beat Donald Trump the way Joe Biden did. You know, you're really just speaking to your crowd when you're running for president. There's a Republican crowd. There's a Democrat Crowd. When you're running for the nomination. Yeah, there's a lane in between, but Joe Biden is just talking to people who hate Trump. So if he can go and attack Trump, that's red meat. That's all they want to hear. That's how he got elected. Republicans can't do that because they are talking to a group of people who still very much love Trump, love his policies, miss how things were in his presidency pre-pandemic, maybe don't like some of the, the personal, loud, chaotic shenanigans, but you're talking to a group of people who don't hate him. Right. So you have to run very differently. So everyone thinks they can 
run like Trump runs and bully Trump the way he bullies, and you can't. And no Republican has figured that out yet. If DeSantis can do that, he's politically brilliant, and he deserves a nomination. I love your breakdown. Here is uh, Trump yesterday asked by, by Sean Hannity about DeSantis. Cut five. It is what it is. You know, I, I really go after the one who's second. And I think the one who's second is going down so much and so rapidly that I don't think he's going to be second that much longer. I think he's going to be third or fourth. He had a very bad day today. He got very angry at the press. You're not allowed to get angry at the press. And that's sarcastic because he spends his whole, <laughs> whole career yeah. yelling at the press. Literally loved press conferences so he could yell at the right. press. Right. Next. You. You. Yeah. Go. 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 Remember those days when we had a president to talk to the press? Give me a second. Okay. Now I'm back. Mm-hmm. Back to the days we have right now. Uh, here's DeSantis coming at Trump. Cut six. As president, you've got to be disciplined. You've got to be focused because this is a massive amount of power that's accumulated in these unaccountable agencies. They are not going to give that up willingly. Uh, this is going to be in the trenches day after day. You know, I think you really need to ensure that we have a two-term president to be able to see this to a conclusion. I mean, you do one term and they reverse it when they come in. You can't have it be reversed. We can't let the bureaucracy just wait us out. So he's just doing, you know, you can't, uh, you have to be disciplined. That's a shot at Trump. A little bit later, he says you can't be entertained. It's not about branding. That Those are shots at Trump. I'm interested to see if subtle shots are effective because you can't alienate the people that like him. But say, look at how I'm different. I got a track record to show you I'm effective. Yeah, no, he has such a tight rope to walk. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And it's, it's unenviable. But again, if he can do it, he deserves it. He hasn't been able to do it so far. It's still very early in the race. Um, I think that Trump has nowhere to go but down. The question is, is he going to go down? And Jason Meister was on my final show on Fox Business last night and made the point that, yes, 20 points, you can overcome 20 points, 35 points. Almost impossible. And, you know, even at this stage of the race, but so many things can happen, as we know, between now and next November. It's not like, even well, this November. Well, here's the thing. You don't wonder what, what that mystery bump in the road is. You know it's going to be the Mar-a-Lago case and the possible indictment. It's going to be the Georgia and January 6th investigation. Uh, what's going to come of the Alvin Bragg farce in February? Now, those three things. Let's say they all end up in indictments. Kennedy, what's your reaction? How does that affect the field? Um, it affects former President Trump because everyone who is prosecuting him wants him to fail politically. So they will make sure that he is required to be in court uh, during debates and critical points during the election cycle. Do you think that they'd be, be able to get away with that? I mean, right now, I think the Trump campaign is hoping for more indictments because he got such a massive bump after the Bragg indictment, and it really reactivated the protection that so many of his voters felt when he was impeached twice and, you know, they felt that he was misunderstood and every agency, every body, every institution had been so highly politicized against him that that protective nature kicked in so they could push back against the deep state and against the machine. So Trump was a little bit fine. I thought he was self-deprecating yesterday for the first time, talking about going down the ramp. And he said, well, I didn't really look too good on that. That was a mistake. He actually said the world's that was a mistake. You show a human side to this big character. I think there could only be upside in that. And he also talked about women's sports. Like, what's going on here? Listen to what he said about his basketball team, Cup 13. It's crazy. I'm not a fan of LeBron James, but I said, you know, 
if I were the coach of a women's basketball team, I would have the greatest team. I'd say, uh, LeBron, would you like to become a woman? <laughs> and, and I'd go to another four or five big guys, and I'd say, how about we will be undefeated for many, many years. There will never be anything <laughs> like it. I'll, have the great, I'll, be, I'll go down as the greatest coach in history. They'll say I was the greatest ever. Women, I mean, men playing women's sports. Yeah. We sit there, you sit there on the couch every day, and you, you, you sit in your chair, and we go, oh, what are we talking about? When are women going to stand up for women? And he had a funny way of explaining that. When is the left going to stand up for women? Yes. And this is, so this is, I think there's a very important distinction. You know, talking about fairness in women's sports is not the same thing as being anti-trans. I'm not anti-trans. I have trans friends, many of them, many, many gay friends. I'm not anti-gay by any measure. And I think those two things are separate. But fairness in women's sports, that is something that you're absolutely right. And he's absolutely right. Like, if it's really about the best, most capable athlete, then it would only be men on these teams. There's a reason that Title IX was created. I don't necessarily agree with it because I think a lot of men's sports have suffered because of it. But you have to be honest. You have to be fair. You can't pretend that men and women are the same. That was the debate. I remember doing so many stories on that. And you lost the other sports that didn't have, like, gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Took a pounding. UCLA does not have a men's gymnastics program or a men's swimming program. Wow. That is shocking to me. Because? Because You have to have as many as men and women. You have to have as many scholarships for men's sports and women's sports. And football has 70, Mm -hmm. you know, 50, whatever it is. How do you match that? What you do is you cut other sports. Yes. um, Other men's sports. And UCLA has this huge history in gymnastics in particular, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's like Notre Dame getting rid of football, uh, almost, <laughs> uh, in that world. So the other thing After is— After Manti Teo, I thought they were going to. Right. Uh, when he had the— Fake girlfriend. Imp, which happens. Mm-hmm. It does all, happen. Right. I mean, Brian. Right. <laughs> it happened this week. Right. You had a fake girlfriend. <laughs> I did. You did. Fantastic. So let me ask you this. As obvious as this question seems, should men be allowed to play women's sports, we— Knew the answer. No one knows how to answer it. Do you think a president should be able to walk? Yes. Okay. So what do you have against Joe Biden? Um, and, you know, I love Jessica Tarlov. She's an incredible friend and an amazing mother. But she said, you know, we had a president in a wheelchair, FDR. Yes, because he contracted polio as a child. Ah. You know, we have a president who is in mental and physical decline. And he has to be minded physically Every second of the day, not just by the Secret Service, but by his wife, by the Easter Bunny, like he will wander off and talk to people who, A, he shouldn't be talking to and B, who are not there. And, you know, there these problems, I don't know if anyone has ever been around an older person in their life. They tend to compound. Right. And, you know, we we love our grandparents. We cherish them. We protect them. We make sure that they are in places where they cannot be harmed. And, you know, we, we spent a lot of time, years in anxiety, focused on that. Uh, we should do the same thing with the president because otherwise putting him and keeping him in this position is elder abuse. It is. And there's got to be panic also. I'm struck, by the way, if you have an A and a B and your second one, he talks to people that aren't there, I think that should be the A. Yeah. You're right. In yeah. retrospect. But mm-hmm. we are live. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> he does, right? Yeah. He goes for them on stage. And he got, I guess he got caught again on stage even before he fell, not knowing where to go. So this is, I don't know how this ends. It's just not over. We're not it doesn't end about, well. Right. What about for the country? How bad we look? The, the president's a symbol of our don't country. Don't we deserve better? Right. I mean, when you've got 70% of people saying, yeah, I think he's incompetent and he and shouldn't run again. Democrats. Yeah. A majority of Democrats think he's, and it's not, it's not just age. I know some spry people 
in their 80s who are smart, whip smart. How about Senator Grassley? Yeah, I, I he's think older he's than Joe sexy. Biden. I would I would buy a Chuck Grassley calendars. Gracely is right. what I would do. Bobblehead. Why wouldn't you? Right. If they're for sale, maybe little tiny shorts. Right. I'd do it. What do you mean Grassley and tiny shorts? Yeah, I think I I said it and I didn't stutter. Uh, okay. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping down my throat. Um, all right. So we covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Uh, I want to take a break. We have another segment with you. Yeah, we absolutely do. Right. Okay. You make all the decisions. Well, Brian. So far. Thanks for canceling my show, by the way. I do. <laughs> oh, I need the 7 o'clock on Fox Business as well. I'm not doing enough. How did you find that out? I said, <laughs> if I take the show, just promise me you'll not use my name. Yeah. Yeah, right. they're calling you Larry Cudlow. Bit right. rude. When we come back, the inside story. That's absolutely right. Back in a moment. Educating. Entertaining. Enlightening. You're with Brian Kilmeade. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. If you're interested in it, Brian's talking about it. You're with Brian Kilmeade. This site, BidenLaptopMedia.com is our group's third project. We put together a 644-page dossier on the contents of the device. It's called Report on the Biden Laptop. That was released in October of 2022. The second project was BidenLaptopEmails.com, 128,000 emails that anybody with an internet connection can go to and download all of them. And so this was the third installment of our nonprofit research group putting out these photos in a responsible way. All the genitalia is redacted and there is considerable genitalia and all of the social security numbers and credit card information is redacted. And so this is our mission uh, to bring truth and transparency. If the American people want to know what their first family is like, they're going to get it. So that is the creator of BidenLaptopMedia.com, Garrett Ziegler, which it turns out, and I've been saying this all along, and you've been pushing back, it's not Russian disinformation. It's actually his laptop. <laughs> right? It so, is his laptop. Right. And even his lawyer's like, can we just have a laptop? And it's like... And would they still won't admit it. But even in the custody case with the stripper and the yes. illegitimate child who wants his last name, which she is entitled to, the judge is like, is it his laptop? And the lawyer's like, well, I can't speak to that. And the judge is like, you know if it's his or not. It's your client. So he's claiming poverty. Can't afford to pay for flies his legitimate job. Flies in on child. a PJ. Yep. Yeah. Flies in forty thousand dollar a month Malibu house ha! plus twenty k for the house next door for the Secret Service. Does yeah. anybody speak up? You know what, Hunter? We might want to take Delta. This might be the time to fly coach. <laughs> yeah. Even dumb Prince Harry flew commercial back to California because he knew it would look so bad if he's on a private jet after his dad's coronation. Right. I mean, think about this though. You're dealing with a guy that feels so impervious or wants to get caught. He had a book tour. Before uh, owning up to this laptop, knowing that somebody Buck was going to ask him about it, and he, Amy Roback asked him about it. Is it your laptop? I really don't know. Well, it's, I mean, she followed up two or three times, and then Jimmy Kimmel goes, why don't you just get Apple Care?" And they all laughed it off. Mm-hmm. And then you had these 51 Intel experts did what they did. And by the way, you know who's getting Shame on them, and, and there should be accountability there. Right. Like, they should all be stripped of their that. clearance. Do you believe— Because if you have— Top secret clearance, and you're using that information, weaponizing it against a political figure? Absolutely not. You you do not get to be a part of the deep state. Any Especially longer. when the person explains, oh, yeah, I did that for political reasons yes. to give a talking point to Joe Biden. When you would think we'd have to give him sodium pentothal to get that, you just said uh, that was Mike Morrell. And Leon Panetta is the biggest disappointment. Because I know he's going to be left, and I know he was a Republican, became a Democrat. I understand he hates Trump. Everybody hates Trump. 
on the left. I get it. But you would think you'd go, yeah, I haven't seen the laptop. I'm not going to do it. Or call up Joe Biden and just say, Joe, is, is, yeah, is, is this your Yeah, he ran the DOD email? and the CIA. Yeah. My, and I think he was Clinton's chief of staff. Yes. Like all this, all this stuff, all this history, and it's like – Really? You've been around this rodeo. Like, you know the actual intel. So do you You've think, seen alien bodies, so, and you're still signing on to this garbage? Right. And the alien bodies, no belly button, correct? I don't think they have belly buttons. Right. I don't think they gestate in the same way. Pete, would you uh, find out? Can we get uh, confer- Can we send that to the brain room? You know what, mm-hmm. uh, you. Pete, don't worry about it. Eric, can you look into that? Mm-hmm. It's probably better. Uh, so... I got Geraldo said this is a dry hole. Everyone should stop investigating all this Biden stuff. Forget about the whistleblowers. And I don't I don't believe so. Yeah. And I think Comer's on the right track. And I think that Christopher Ray coming over showing him this 1023, which I later found out was unverified dictation of what a claim an FBI agent bonded, passed all the background checks, effective, you imagine, says this is what happened, this is my story, which gives it validation. So I think we're then on verify a verify it. If it's unverified, then verify it. Thank you. Isn't that what the FBI used to do? Yeah. But in, and also, like, what happened to Admiral Kirby when he is confronted with a poll that says, you know, a vast majority of Americans think the president is corrupt? And he says, the president has already spoken to that. And it's like, OK, so if you ask Bernie, Bernie Madoff, are you corrupt? And he goes, no. Do you think a, an appropriate defense is Bernie has already spoken to that. He's not, you know, O.J. Simpson. O.J., did you murder your ex-wife and her friend? No. O.J. has spoken to that. O.J. is not a murderer. <laughs> it's like, you, that's not how it works. Right. Someone isn't confronted with something and go, no, it wasn't me. And then we go, well, there's the truth. Right. He wanted to talk about Erdogan's election. That's the problem. Admiral Kirby just sat there. But I will say this. That look on Admiral Kirby's face is the look of somebody who has no clue how the rest of the world thinks and the questions that are out there because he really looked not panicked. Like, what are you talking about, yeah, you crazy lunatic? But that's their only lunatic? defense. Like, this is old news. This is fake. And it's like maybe it's not fake news. Maybe if we had either investigators or investigative journalists who were pretty agnostic right. about politics and they could look into this stuff just surveying the facts – Maybe we would come to some uncomfortable conclusions and an inconvenient truth. Let me just say, I'm sad your show's not going to be on. Thank you, Brian. All right. Me too. But I did not try to get the show. Well, yeah. You heard things. Remains to be seen. (laughs) Kennedy, great to see you. You too, Brian. Thank you. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.